hey, if you want a firearm that is easy to transport, you got to check out the U.S. Survival Rifle from our friends at Henry Repeating Arms. Now, it is a portable rifle that you can put together, take apart in just minutes. And then when you're not using it, you can store the parts in the little case that it comes in. It's so small, you can store it pretty much anywhere. And it's light enough to carry everywhere. Now, it comes in black and two different camo patterns. And you can pick one up for three to 400 bucks, depending on the finish. Check out their videos. Go to their website. It's one word, henryusa.com slash survival. And while you're there, make sure you order their free catalog. Now, Henry makes more than 200 rifles and shotguns and revolvers, all made in America, all backed by a lifetime satisfaction guarantee and the best customer service in the business. Go to their website, henryusa.com. Get their free catalog. They'll send you free decals and a list of dealers where you are. That's henryusa.com. Free catalog decals for the Henry U.S. Survival Rifle. Hey, we're all looking to save, especially on medical bills, but where do you start? Now, unless you're a medical billing expert, finding savings, well, it can seem impossible. HealthLock can help. HealthLock is a healthcare technology company that securely connects with your insurance, and they flag errors like overbilling or wrong codes and fraud. And you can even have HealthLock work on your behalf to get money back from select past bills. Now, saving starts with knowing where to look. Go to their website. It's healthlock.com today before you see any other healthcare provider. Pure Talk, my sponsor and my wireless company, are now providing international roaming to over 50 countries. Now, as you plan your summer travel, make sure that your wireless company covers you at home and abroad. Now you can get unlimited talk and text, plenty of 5G data for just 20 bucks a month. That's less than half the price of Verizon, AT&T, and T-Mobile for the exact same service. Just go to puretalk.com slash Sean, S-E-A-N, make the switch today. Save an additional 50% off your first month. That's puretalk.com slash Sean, S-E-A-N. Hey, it's that time of year for those of you, God forbid, you got to keep your New Year's resolution. What if you're a timeshare owner and you want to get out of your timeshare? Maybe that's at the top of your list or maybe you made a bad investment over the years. It doesn't matter. Let not your heart be troubled because the new year is also a reminder that you can get serious about getting rid of this timeshare and doing it right and doing it legally. And Lone Star Transfer is absolutely an amazing group of people. From beginning to end, I highly recommend if you have any type of time Timeshare. I want you to contact Lone Star and tell them I told you to call. They'll give you a free no obligation consultation and they'll help get you out of your timeshare. They'll do it the right way, the legal way, and it will take very little effort on your part just by calling pound 250 on your mobile phone and saying the keyword timeshare. That's pound 250 on your cell phone, keyword timeshare. You can check them out online at lonestartransfer.com. You have the option to receive a one-time auto-dialed text message from iHeartMedia. All right, glad you're with us. We made it. Happy Friday. Another work week, hopefully, in the can for um, most of you. Uh, even though I'm not looking forward to the 25 hours. So here's my here's my itinerary. Do Hannity tonight. Then head on over to JFK for a red eye uh, with a stopover. And by the time I land in Vietnam... By the time I'm wheels up to the time I'm wheels down in Hanoi, 25 hours. I mean, it's nuts. Good uh, morning, it's, exactly. Good morning. We'll be saying that. Now, when we get there, it's going to be like Singapore. We'll be doing the radio show 3 a.m. in the morning, and we'll be doing the TV show 9 a.m. in the morning. Their, their time, you know, obviously, same time. 
uh, we are on now, wherever you're listening. Uh, but now I know, oh, Michael Cohn's testifying on Thursday. Okay, so. Um, and, well, the Robert Mueller report, the only thing that will happen, if anything, next week is that the attorney general will receive the report. There's not going to be one thing that is released to anybody while the president of the United States of America is in a high stakes negotiation uh, to denuclearize the entire Korean peninsula. I can guarantee you that. But of course, there might be other breaking news. And if there is, we, of course, will cover all that's happening around the world, as we always do. Doesn't really matter where we are. That's our job. Um, anyway, so we'll be we'll be on the air next week. We have an exclusive interview with the president after his summit with Kim Jong-un. And uh, as far as I know, we may be the only interview because I don't think there's a lot of time on the president's schedule. When I checked in at the press office earlier today, um, I'm the only interview scheduled. So um, this is it. So we're really excited about it and uh, look forward to getting there and reporting from there. You know, we got a lot out of the first deal. What do we get? I, I, you know, our memories are short. You know, people, you know, liberals are selling socialism on a, on a worse scale than what Obama gave us, guaranteed to ruin the economy. And there are people thinking, well, wait a minute, we're going to have a, a guaranteed job, a guaranteed sustaining wage and a family and medical leave and vacations, retirement security. And we're also going to get, oh, wait, college is included for free and healthy food is guaranteed. Who's going to pick out the menu um, and guaranteed health care, but you can't have private health care. Oh, and housing is approved, too. That's included free. Yeah, we're going to end, you know, mon- uh, an environment free of monopolies, which means state takeover of industry like the energy industry. Not a good idea. And economic security for all. If you're unable to work, even if you're unwilling to work. Oh, and we're going to rebuild every house in America. And cows, they're going to have to go. I'm just warning you, flatulence in cows is a big, big, big problem for the environment. They're going to have to go. We might not be able to get rid of cows within the 10-year period, but they're going. Same with airplanes. They're going, too. And we will have no—every single car is going to be electric. In other words, there will be no oil and gas production. None. Zero. And uh, that would be their vision for 10 years. Now, I want to just tell you something as we get going, because it proves what I've been saying for a long time about energy. You know, the fact that America for the first time in 70 years is now not only energy independent, we're an exporter of energy. In other words, we produce every day more oil and natural gas than Russia, than the Saudis, than any other country on Earth. We have more resources in terms of natural gas, oil, coal than any country on the face of the earth and more than the entire Middle East combined. How do you think all these guys got so wealthy? You know, people that we've been buying products from that a lot of them hate our guts. And I don't trust a one of them, including the Saudis and their record. Isn't it funny? The Saudis donate to Clinton and liberals, and they buy their silence. Amazing what $25 million to a foundation can buy. You know, you're not going to criticize their horrific treatment of women, 
killing innocent people, gays and lesbians, because uh, of their sexual orientation. They kill them. Uh, persecuting Christians and Jews. You can't build a temple. You can't build a church. Of course not. And you'll take their money. I don't want their money. I don't want their oil either. I want Americans building this. So anyway, the Daily Caller, you know, put it all together in a great piece today. You know, is there now we're now on the verge of the single the single greatest potential of wealth creation in American history. And there's never been a country, a system of governance that has ever created more opportunity and more wealth for more people than this one. And they want to upend it and destroy it at the exact pivotal moment when we're about to, if we can get our act together completely here, dominate the lifeblood of all business and every country on this planet. And that's energy. That's natural gas, oil, and coal. And we're, we're, we're it. Look at this news that just came out. You know, the president, because of deregulation, the president, because he is allowing the pipelines to be built, the Coda pipeline, the, the uh, XL pipeline, all that opening up Anwar. Well, ending the week of February 15th, crude output in the United States, according to the Energy Information Administration's report, well, it jumped more than 1.7 million barrels per day compared to the same time last year. We're now producing 12 million barrels a day. That means they can't control the prices like they used to. That means there's more oil on the market, which means gas is cheaper for all of us. And heating your home is cheaper. And U.S. oil, by the way, natural gas is a clean, clean burning gas. I, I bought a van when I was really poor at one point in my life when I was a contractor. A formative, uh, it was, it was a formerly owned van of the Provident Gas Company. They ran that van on natural gas. Then they transitioned it back to gasoline. And at some point, I bought it for 200 bucks, the best 200 bucks I ever spent. That engine was the best engine I ever had. No rebuilds, nothing. Just change the brakes, do a tune-up once in a while. That's all that truck ever needed. And I made money because I had that truck. Anyway, so we're now on the verge of literally being not just energy independent, but now being the biggest energy producer and biggest exporter of energy in the world. Somebody said in this article, the president has awakened a sleeping American energy giant. Remember what happened when we were partnering with some of these energy companies. You know, you live in another state. They needed workers so bad, which is going to happen soon, that they were paying to train truck drivers for 100 plus grand a year and give you a place to stay. Well, for somebody making $40,000 a year, um, that's the difference between owning a house and not owning a house. That's the difference between buying a new truck and buying a used truck. That's between, you know, that's that's the difference between going to Disney when your kids are seven. You'll hate it, but they'll love it. Uh, and not going. It's 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 pivotal. Everybody will benefit, but they want to take get rid of it all. By the way, eighty three percent of electric in the U.S. is made with fossil fuels and nuclear. Even if we use electric cars, they're powered by fossil fuels. But that's just a side note. 
By the way, it's snowing in Vegas and Los Angeles this week. Whoopsie daisy. Global warming. No, climate change. We can't say global warming. Can't say that when it's snowing in places. It doesn't hardly ever snow. Um, anyway, let me just look. This is what's happening and evolving in this country. The Democratic Party that has always believed these things now has a group of newly elected people that are just verbalizing the agenda that they would never speak of, but always believed. It was an agenda that they viewed as, well, would make them unelectable. But they decided things that they could never get done legislatively, never get done at the ballot box. Why do you think liberals want to stack the courts with liberal activist judges? Because that's how they implement the same agenda. This is what they've wanted to do for a long time, because this is where their mindset is. You know, you think about the proposals, Medicare for all, Kamala, Bernie, so many others. Uh, that's $33 trillion in 10 years. And by the way, no more private health insurance. Wow, how did it work out? Keep your doctor plan and save money. What, what happens when they screw that up, which is inevitable? Guaranteed, 100%. Well, then there's no private insurance available for you. Why do you think people from Canada, single payer, are constantly coming to the U.S. for medical treatment? And even Great Britain with their NIH, National Institutes of Health. Well, if you're above the life expectancy age, I don't think we're going to give you that hip replacement, knee replacement. Why? Because I live too long? Excuse me for living. And, you know, then think of the 70% plus tax rate that many are proposing, Ocasio-Cortez and others are agreeing with, or the wealth tax of Elizabeth Warren. And, of course, that means you paid your taxes, but if you save too much, they're going to come back and get even more money. You know, now the latest is you have Elizabeth Warren and Kamala Harris. You know, now they're saying that they are supporting reparations for uh, African-Americans. How much is that going to cost? And this agenda keeps getting so absolutely out of control. But they're exposing who they are. And that, you know, America's going to have a choice. If you really, really deep in your heart believe that we're going to rebuild every house, get rid of airplanes, high-speed trains, uh, no more cows because of the flatulence, and you really believe their promises of a, a job with a family-sustaining wage and family medical leave and vacation and retirement security and free college and and free, uh, affordable, adequate housing and economic security for all and high quality health care for all. If you believe it, you're buying into a lie. Bumper stickers, slogans and platitudes. It will destroy the, the wealth of this nation almost instantaneously. The, the impact of any implementation of this is going to be felt immediately. This, every one of these ideas has been tried and proven to be failures. The only wealth system, wealth-creating system, is the liberty, freedoms that are offered in America. Incentive, reward, risk, reward, 
freedom to take your God-given talents and produce goods and services that people want, need, and desire, and you benefit because you're providing a service for your fellow human beings, and yes, you make a profit. Get rid of that. It's over. I really worry about this country now more than I ever have. Smoking is not about politics. It's about people. There are 34 million Americans that smoke. But for me, Juul was a game changer because you switch to Juul. It's simple. It's satisfying. And no more smell. I watch people all the time. They run outside and the freezing cold can be grabbing their cigarette. Well, with Juul, you'll take a quick puff and you're good. That's it. Now, Juul is designed with smokers in mind. From its form to technology, it's easy to use. No buttons, no switches. And the goal of Juul is to impact the lives of adult smokers by providing a satisfying alternative. Switch to Juul. You'll wish you had done it a long time ago. To discover the smoking alternative that is nothing like any e-cig vape you have ever tried, go to this website, J-U-U-L-Juul.com slash Switch America. That's J-U-U-L dot com slash Switch America. Warning, this product contains nicotine, and nicotine is an addictive chemical. J-U-U-L dot com slash Switch America. All right, as we roll along, Sean Hannity Show, 800-941-SEAN. If you want to be a part of the program, you don't believe me about the cows. You don't, nobody believes it. All right, let's play Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez on the farting cows in the Green New Deal. Now, remember, Spartacus... Was the first? No, cows got. We got to be get rid of cows. Listen. So my Twitter mentions, I'm getting a lot of references about cow farts, mm. yeah. and I think that's a reference to your Green New Deal. Yeah. Can you explain that for us? Yes. In the deal, what we talk about is, I mean, and it's it's true, is that we need to take a look at factory farming. Mm-hmm. You know, period. It's wild. And so it's not to say you get rid of agriculture. It's not to say we're going to force everybody to go vegan or anything crazy like that. But it's to say, listen, we got to address factory farming. Maybe we shouldn't be eating a hamburger for breakfast, lunch, and dinner. Like, let's keep it real. Yeah, I mean, but um, but we have to take a look at everything. And what we need to realize is that climate change is about every choice that we make in our lives. You know, in their original production of their overview in the Green New Deal and their own frequently asked questions, you know, they actually say that we set a goal to get to net zero rather than zero emissions in 10 years because we aren't sure that we're going to be able to fully get rid of farting cows and airplanes that fast. But that's the goal. And and it's breathtaking to me. High-speed trains. Uh, What are we going to be pedaling when we need to get to Los Angeles? Um, Or... We're going to get get in a little box, a Prius, an electric car that nobody wants. Uh, otherwise, it'd be selling like hotcakes. We're going to take a sailboat to Europe. Okay, I'll be there in a couple of months. See you soon. Can't use the engine outboard there. Uh, how are we going to fly to Asia? How are we going to get there? You're going to take the high-speed rail to Australia Express. I can't wait. 
And how's that going to be over the water or under the water? We'll continue. All right, I want you to meet Kelsey. Now, when she found out she was pregnant, well, she wasn't really sure where to turn. But after meeting with counselors at Preborn Network Clinics, well, guess what? They loved her. They supported her. And they gave her a free 4D ultrasound for her to actually hear her baby's heartbeat. When a mother looks at her child through a sonogram, it does something to you. You know, I ended up deciding to keep my son who is now five years old today. He's amazing. He brings absolute joy to my heart. I could not imagine life without him. Can you help out this great mission of preborn and maybe even in a big way? Every donation is tax deductible. They don't get a penny from the federal government like Planned Parenthood. They rely on people that believe in the sanctity of life and people in the pro-life community. Now to donate, just dial pound 250, say the keyword baby, pound 250, keyword baby, or just go to their website, preborn.com slash Sean. That's preborn.com slash Sean, S-E-A-N. Hey, if you want a firearm that is easy to transport, you got to check out the U.S. Survival Rifle from our friends at Henry Repeating Arms. Now, it is a portable rifle that you can put together, take apart in just minutes. And then when you're not using it, you can store the parts in the little case that it comes in. It's so small, you can store it pretty much anywhere. And it's light enough to carry everywhere. Now it comes in black and two different camo patterns, and you can pick one up for three to four hundred bucks depending on the finish. Check out their videos. Go to their website. It's one word, henryusa.com slash survival. And while you're there, make sure you order their free catalog. Now, Henry makes more than 200 rifles and shotguns and revolvers, all made in America, all backed by a lifetime satisfaction guarantee and the best customer service in the business. Go to their website, henryusa.com. Get their free catalog. They'll send you free decals and a list of dealers where you are. That's henryusa.com. Free catalog decals for the Henry U.S. Survival Rifle. Born on America's darkest day, 9-11-01, the Tunnel to Towers Foundation has been helping American heroes ever since. And when a first responder or military service member doesn't come home and young kids are left behind, well, Tunnel to Towers They pay the mortgage on the family home off to lift that financial burden. Now, for catastrophically injured veterans and first responders, Tunnel to Towers builds, well, mortgage-free smart homes. That enables severely injured heroes to move around their homes more independently. And through the Foundation's Homeless Vets Program, Tunnel to Towers is providing housing and services to homeless vets. More than 3,300 were helped last year alone. And people who put their lives on the line for our country and our communities, they need your help more than ever. Join Tunnel to Towers on its mission to do good and never forget 9-11 or the sacrifices of this country's heroes. Donate 11 bucks a month. Go to their website. It's the letter T, the number 2, the letter T.org, the letter T, the number 2, the letter T.org. All right, the president just started a press conference, seemingly impromptu, or at least invited the media into the Oval Office. Let's uh, dip in. I think we both feel that way. I think we both feel that there's a very good chance that the deal will happen. Mr. President, our troops in Syria, why are you reversing course? I'm not reversing course. Uh, I have done something that nobody else has been able to do. In another short period of time, like hours, you'll be hearing hours and days, you'll be hearing about the caliphate. It's 100% defeated. Nobody's been able to say that. That doesn't mean there aren't some very bad people walking around and 
strapping on bombs and all of these things, but we've done a job that nobody else has been able to do. I heard Lindsey Graham this morning congratulating me on having defeated the, you know, the caliphate. And frankly, uh, I'm getting a lot of congratulations. At the same time, we can leave a small force along with others in the force, whether it's uh, NATO troops or whoever it might be, so that it doesn't start up again. And I'm okay. It's a very small, tiny fraction of the people we have. And uh, a lot of people like that idea, and I'm open to ideas. But uh, the 2,500 people that we've had there will be going to different parts of the world. They may be going over to Iraq, where we have a very powerful base, uh, a base that cost billions of dollars to build, frankly, and that we'll be using. Uh, but we have had tremendous success in defeating the caliphate. And now everybody's admitting, I did more in the last three or four weeks than people have done in years. And uh, it's been very successful. Uh, but we want to make sure it stays that way. Yes, please. Tech transfers for the trade deal. We've heard that you haven't made a whole lot of process, progress on the tech transfers. Do you want to talk about the transfer does tech? Does that still have to be Yeah, I'll, I'll let Bob answer that. Go ahead, Bob. No, the answer is yes. It's one of the structural issues. It has to be done properly. And we've made a lot of progress on it. So whoever told you we weren't just didn't know what they were talking about. Mr. President, why haven't you condemned the North, uh, the North Carolina election fraud? This is a big story. The Republican candidate is calling for a new election. Why have you not condemned that, given you condemned other kinds of fraud? Well, I condemn any election fraud. And uh, when I look at what's happened in California with the votes, when I look at what happened, as you know, there was just a case where they found a million fraudulent votes. Uh, when I look at what's happened in Texas, excuse me, excuse me. When I look at what's happened in Texas, when I look at that catastrophe that took place in Florida, where the Republican candidates kept getting less and less and less and less. Unfortunately, uh, Rick Scott and Ron uh, ended up winning their election, but it was disgraceful what happened there. So I look at a lot of different places all over the country. I condemn any voter fraud of any kind, whether it's Democrat or Republican. But when you look at some of the things that happened in California in particular, when you look at what's happened in Texas with all of those votes that they recently found were uh, not exactly properly done. I condemn all of it, and that includes North Carolina. If anything, you know, I guess they're going to be doing a final report, but I'd like to see the final report. But any form of election fraud, I condemn. Mr. President, Mr. President when do you want to have that meeting with President Xi, and do you expect to have that in Mar-a-Lago? Uh, probably at Mar-a-Lago, probably fairly soon during the month of March. Bob, do you have a, a date? Steve, do you have a date? We're, we're planning it with your schedule. Mr. Okay, so there we're, we have two schedules, and we'll be planning that with the schedule. Do you have any concerns about Michael Cohen's testimony before no, Congress? No, week? no, Mr. President, are you still considering... Lawyer, client, but, uh, you know, he's taking his own chances. Where do you think stand with Huawei and ZTE? Would you still consider a ban? Well, ZTE paid a big fine of $1.2 billion, which uh, nobody's ever even heard of before. And uh, we want everybody to compete, and I guess it'll be somewhat of a subject that we're talking about here, Bob. We'll be talking about it. We may or may not include that in this deal. Include what? Would you drop criminal charges? Uh, the Huawei and ZTE. Would you drop criminal charges against Huawei? That's uh, we're going to be discussing all of that during the course of the next couple of weeks, and we'll be talking to the U.S. attorneys. We'll be talking to the attorney general. Uh, but we'll be making that decision. Right now, it's not something that we're discussing. Do you think that congressional Republicans will stick with you on the uh, on your emergency declaration and vote? Oh, I think they'll stick, yeah. Everybody knows we need border security. We need a wall. I think it's a very bad subject for the Democrats. Uh, we need a wall. We've apprehended more people than we have in many, many years. Apprehended.
it, meaning we've gotten with the wall, we wouldn't even have to apprehend them if we had the proper structure. It's costing us a lot of money with the military. We have a lot of military there. We have tremendous border control and border security there. We have, I'll tell you what, the people of border security, uh, people of ICE, the law enforcement, generally speaking, have done an incredible job at the border. We have caravans heading up and we're able to head out the caravans. We've done a great job. But if we had the wall, it would be much easier. And frankly, it would be a job that would be perfecto and it would cost actually, ultimately, a lot less money. So you don't think okay. What? Okay, I have a question from China Daily. Uh, you tweeted yesterday that uh, uh, the U.S. will not block out currently uh, uh, more advanced technology in terms of battery safety. What do you mean? Well, I'd like to have all companies be able to compete. I don't want to artificially block people out based on excuses or based on security. I don't want to have a security you problem. Wait. I'm talking about everybody, really, including, but I'm talking about everybody. Yeah. I don't want to use artificial blocking. We want to have great 5G. Ultimately, that's going to morph into 6G, and probably 6G will be obsolete in about two months, the way it's going, you know, the way that whole world moves. But 6G at some point in the future will be obsolete. But I want to have competition with China, fair competition. Uh, I don't want to block out anybody if we can help it. Now, if there's going to be a security reason or something that we have no choice, but that is one of the things we'll be discussing today. We want to have open competition. We've always done very well in open competition. Go ahead. Mr. President, your officials mentioned that there was a deal on currency. Can you explain to us what that well, was? Well, we'll let you know at the appropriate time, but we have a deal on currency and currency manipulation, yes. Will you definitively veto that resolution that was introduced today that would block your national emergency if it passes? On the wall? Yes. Will I veto it? 100%. 100%. And I don't think it survives a veto. We have too many smart people that want border security, so I can't imagine it could survive a veto, but I will veto it, yes. Yeah. Last year, you had blocked all U.S. assistance to Pakistan because of terrorist financial No, I stopped paying Pakistan the $1.3 billion that we were paying them. In the meantime, we may set up some meetings with Pakistan. Pakistan was... Uh, taking very strong advantage of the United States under other presidents, and we were paying Pakistan $1.3 billion a year. I ended that payment to Pakistan because they weren't helping us uh, in a way that they should have. And honestly, we've had — we've developed a much better relationship with Pakistan over the last short period of time than we had. But I did. I ended the payment. We were paying Pakistan $1.3 billion a year. I ended that about nine months ago. A lot of people don't know that, but I ended it nine Nine months ago. Coming from Pakistan and But what are you talking about? What are you what are you trying to refer to? You have to speak up, I can't hear you. coming from Pakistan That's right. No, it's a terrible thing. Going on right now between Pakistan and India is a very, very bad situation and it's a very dangerous situation between the two countries. And we would like to see it stop. A lot of people were just killed, and uh, we want to see it stopped. We're very much involved in that, yes, if that's what you're referring to. India are seeking right to self-defense. No, India is looking at something very strong. And, I mean, India just lost almost 50 people, and with an attack. 
So I can understand that also. But uh, we're talking, and a lot of people are talking, but it is a very, very uh, delicate balance going on. Right now, there's a lot of problems between India and Pakistan because of what just happened. In Kashmir. Are you talking about Kashmir? Yeah. In Kashmir, it's very dangerous. Yes, please. Mr. President, Wait. on Huawei, sir, just one quick follow-up. Are you planning an executive order on Huawei? Well, we're not doing anything right now. We may or may not put that in the trade agreement. We may be discussing it, but we'd only do that uh, in conjunction with the Attorney General of the United States, because that is a, uh, a matter that is outside of what we're doing. So we do that with the Attorney General, if we do anything. And I guess there's a question as to whether or not that's being included in the agreement. Yeah, go ahead. Mr. President, we haven't gotten your uh, response yet to Amazon pulling out of, of New York City, your home city. Your I think it's a big loss for New York City. I think it's a big loss. I think it's, uh, if you look at the deal, uh, the deal was not a great deal from the standpoint of they could have made a better deal than that, a much better deal. But still, I think it's a loss for New York City. And uh, the $3 billion wasn't a check. It was a form of taxes over a period of time that now uh, they'll never see because, you know, they were, they were going to take in a lot of jobs. They were going to take in a lot of taxes. So I think it's a big loss for New York City. It's the kind of thinking that our country is going to on the left, on the radical left. But ultimately, it's not good for jobs and it's not good for the economy. But I think it was a big loss for New York City. I come from New York City. I love New York City. I think it was a big loss for New York City. Yes, sir. Mr. President, what were you briefed, sir, on the Coast Guard member who was arrested for threatening Democrats and other members? Of the I'm actually getting a very final briefing and a very complete briefing in about two hours after this. this I think it's a shame. Yeah, I think it's a very sad thing when a thing like that happens. And I've expressed that, but I'm actually getting a a very complete briefing in about two hours. Do you think that you bear any responsibility for moderating your language when it comes to that? No, I don't. I think my language is very nice. Yes. From China. From China. Trade conflict have been one year not negotiating going on. So what's your what do you think? Who are you with in China? Uh, People's Daily China newspaper. People's Daily. Yeah. Okay. And then the, what do you think? The cooperation is still a good solution. Great cooperation. Yeah. We have great cooperation, both ways with China. And a lot of good things are happening. I, I mean, I think you see that. So many people every day, they are going to make a deal. They aren't going to make a deal. They don't know. They have no idea. It's fake news. You know, it's one of those things. Do they have fake news in China? I think so. But uh, it's a question. Are they going to make a deal? Aren't they? I think we have a very good chance of making a deal. But both parties want to make it a meaningful deal. We don't want to make a deal that doesn't do I can speak for the vice premier. I can speak for President Xi. I can speak for myself. Both parties want to make this a real deal. We want to make it a meaningful deal, not a deal that's done and doesn't mean anything. We want to make this a deal that's going to last for many, many years and a deal that's going to be uh, good for both countries. But we want to make it meaningful. Now, with that being said, China has the advantage of having many years of tremendous success at the expense of the United States. So they understand that. And I never blamed China for that. I blamed our past leaders. Our leaders have done a lousy job with trade. Our country lost $800 billion last year with trade, generally. $800 billion. So the vice premier understands that. So uh, this same agreement should have been and made. And the president talking about a deal with China right there. He says that he thinks a deal. All right, that was uh, the coverage. And uh, the best line there was, do they have fake news in China? Uh, 
I was dying. Uh, we have other breaking news, uh, and that and apparently they're getting closer to a deal. The relationship's gotten better. You know, another promise. Oh, it's going to start trade wars. Eh, no, but they have to believe that you're serious when you're being taken advantage of. Uh, there will not be, according to now, every media outlet just breaking. Mueller, there will be no Mueller report next week. High-ranking senior Department of Justice officials have confirmed to all news sources. Uh, so we're watching that very, very closely. And, uh, you know, some other interesting news here. They, they, you know that um, if you're a conservative in today's media climate, and we've gone over, we're going to get to the Smollett case with uh, C.L. Bryan, who's going to join us at the top of the hour. Um, you know, sometimes you think that, well, we're kind of on an island. I have good news. Gallup survey, number of voters who identified themselves as conservative, has jumped dramatically in recent weeks to the point where conservatives now outnumber liberals in 43 out of 50 states. By the way, great job, uh, Nancy, Maxine, Bernie, AOC. Now, the number of states where liberals outnumber conservatives has dropped from more than, more than 30%, only 6 Massachusetts, Hawaii, Vermont, Washington, New York, and New Hampshire. Latest Gallup poll in every other state but California, where conservatives and liberals split. 29-29. Listen, I bet in New York you can, like I do, register as a conservative. I'm, a, I'm not a Republican. No, like, I think Republicans are weak. Uh, we'll also get to this uh, uh, news on the border. Zogby has a poll out. Pretty remarkable. Suburban women, more than voters overall, support the president's wall and the president's emergency declaration. Hmm. Lindsey Graham predicted that there's going to be a handful of Republicans. The president asked about this during this uh, impromptu press conference in the Oval Office. Uh, They'll back the resolution to block the president's emergency declaration. And how many? Graham said a handful, but there won't be enough to sustain a veto. The president just promised he would veto any effort to stop his emergency. That means I think it's going to go through, but pay close attention. You may want to get in touch with some of your elected representatives all right listen i sleep better than ever oh we'll get to the smollett issue wow what's the new development drugs made me do it i'm I'm, okay we knew something like that was coming but this guy's in trouble because apparently now the police superintendent says he also sent the racist homophobic letter with the powder to himself this is now literally you know becoming a mountain of evidence against him but we will withhold judgment. Hey, Sean Hannity here. Will you join me in fighting the epic battle of the millennium? Do you realize since the overturning of Roe v. Wade, abortion states now have seen a huge increase in patients. Now, sadly, babies' lives are more at risk than ever. And that's why Preborn has stepped in. And they use the science of 4D ultrasound to introduce expecting moms to their precious babies. And this science works. When a mom is in crisis and hears that baby's heartbeat or sees him or her on an ultrasound, guess what? They're more than twice as likely to choose life. Now, five ultrasounds are just 140 bucks. 
That would help perhaps rescue five babies' lives. If you donate now, that just donate securely. You can do it by dialing pound 250 on your cell, saying the keyword baby, pound 250, keyword baby, or go to their website, preborn.com slash Sean, S-E-A-N, preborn.com slash Sean. You will never regret helping this organization. Unlike Planned Parenthood, they don't get a penny from the federal government. They rely on your generosity. Hey, if you want a firearm that is easier to transport, you got to check out the U.S. Survival Rifle from our friends at Henry Repeating Arms. Now, it is a portable rifle that you can put together, take apart in just minutes. And then when you're not using it, you can store the parts in the little case that it comes in. It's so small, you can store it pretty much anywhere. And it's light enough to carry everywhere. Now, it comes in black and two different camo patterns. And you can pick one up for three to four hundred bucks, depending on the finish. Check out their videos. Go to their website. It's one word, henryusa.com slash survival. And while you're there, make sure you order their free catalog. Now, Henry makes more than 200 rifles and shotguns and revolvers, all made in America, all backed by a lifetime satisfaction guarantee and the best customer service in the business. Go to their website, henryusa.com. Get their free catalog. They'll send you free decals and a list of dealers where you are. That's henryusa.com, free catalog decals for the Henry U.S. Survival Rifle. You know, the Tunnel to Towers Foundation has been helping America's heroes and their families ever since 9-11. Now, hero first responders and service members, the people that serve our communities, our country, those who die in the line of duty, those who are catastrophically injured, veterans who have fought for our nation's freedoms only to return home, fall on tough times, and become homeless. Heroes like Buffalo, New York, firefighter Jason Arno and his family. Now, Arno was killed while protecting his community. He was battling a warehouse fire. He left behind a wife and a young daughter. In their darkest hour, Tunnel to Towers provided Arno's wife and daughter with a mortgage-free home. The foundation lifted a financial burden, enabling them to stay in the home where they made their memories with their hero. Now, you can join the Tunnel to Towers Foundation on the mission to do good and support the families of America's greatest heroes, and that means the families of fallen first responders just like Jason Arno and Gold Star families with young children and catastrophically injured service members and also homeless vets. Please commit to $11 a month. Go to their website, the letter T, the number 2, the letter T.org, the letter T, the number 2, the letter T.org for the Tunnel to Towers Foundation. This announcement today recognizes that Empire actor Jesse Smollett took advantage of the pain and anger of racism to promote his career. I'm left hanging my head and asking why. Why would anyone, especially an African-American man, use the symbolism of a noose to make false accusations? How could someone look at the hatred and suffering associated with that symbol and see an opportunity to manipulate that symbol to further his own public profile? How can an individual who's been embraced by the city of Chicago turn around and slap everyone in this city in the face by making these false claims. Bogus police reports cause real harm. They do harm to every legitimate victim who's in need of support by police and, and investigators as well as the citizens of this city. All right, that is the police superintendent. Eddie Johnson is his name. I, I think one of the most powerful press conferences I've ever watched in my life. Very powerful. You know, 24 officers still on this case. And, you know, here we are today. And still the investigation is ongoing and ongoing and ongoing. And, you know, now the claim, well, 
I might be taking ecstasy, might be on drugs. Um, I don't think many people are buying it. I mean, we're at a point now where if Jesse Smollett wants to at all try and regain any credibility, in my opinion, if he's done all of this and the evidence is now growing and becoming overwhelming, uh, he should come forward and stop the misuse of police, you know, limited resources, especially in Chicago. I mean, we have literally people shot and killed every day. Even women and children are shot and killed. Anyway, the Reverend C.L. Bryant is with us, author of The Race for Freedom. He's a senior fellow at uh, Freedom Works. And by the way, put up a foxnews.com article discussing the new socialist agenda. We'll check in with him about that. Reverend Bryant, how are you, my friend? Really good, uh, Sean. Good to be with you, my good friend. Uh, listen, I enjoy being on your show, except you never invite me anymore. I must have got kicked off or something. Maybe I'm not on the short list of guests. Oh, your time is coming, Sean. And hey, have a very safe <laughs> trip to Vietnam. By have a Thank safe you. trip to Vietnam, by the way. By the time I land, it's 25 hours later. I mean, it's nuts. Uh, but this is if we can you imagine if we can get this done? I mean, Trump gave up nothing. Sanctions are still in place. We've got no more rockets being fired like they were every other week over Japan and threatening the U.S. with nuclear holocaust and, you know, little rocket man and fire and fury and my button's bigger than your button. We got our hostages back. We got the remains of soldiers back from the 1950s. And uh, it appears like we have a good shot. I mean, I know the media, why hasn't it happened already? I'm like, well, we've made a lot more progress than any other president. And uh, you know what? If he can pull this off, it would be great for the entire world and the, especially the Korean Peninsula and the, the millions that would be killed, God forbid, if something hap- happened in South Korea. The president is on his way to being one of the most successful presidents in modern history. And it's a shame that the identity politics that is being launched against him is uh, taking place in our country at this time, Sean. But I do believe that it's being exposed for exactly what it is for such a time as this. Identity politics has always been the foundation of racism in this country, and it has always been the Democrats who have engaged in that type of, of, of buffoonery. You know, I want to ask you, because, listen, you're a conservative, like I'm a conservative. I don't think there's much we disagree with at all, really. I mean, you would know better than me, but I I can't think of anything. Uh, We believe, I know you're a preacher, but I'm I'm not that. You're the better man. But, you know, we believe that everybody everybody on this earth was created by God and that everybody um, has talents and abilities from God. And... I, I look at all of this rancor and all of this back and forth, and I look at the record-breaking success of this president with minorities, but the narrative every two years and four years leveled against anyone who's a Republican, I happen to be a registered conservative, is, you know, you're racist, you're sexist, you're homophobic, xenophobic, Islamophobic, you want dirty air, water, you want to throw granny over a cliff. Um, it happens every two four years. Now it appears the big trigger in America in the minds of the hate Trump media mob, especially, but others, is make America great again. I'm like, huh? Uh, why is that a trigger? We have a, because we have a chance now to 
give our story, to tell our story, the one thing that we have not done successfully as conservatives and certainly as Republicans is tell our story. And unfortunately, Sean, many of us don't know our story. When we see these women dressed in white at the State of the Union address, they were making this statement about women's suffrage, but they leave out the part where Susan B. Anthony, even though she didn't get a chance to vote, she died before she uh, enjoyed the fruits of uh, women's suffrage, suffrage, was dedicated to the Republican Party. And Frederick Douglass, that runaway slave, was, in fact, her contemporary and a friend of Lincoln. If you ask the average young person today what party Lincoln was uh, president of, they or was a part of, they would tell you that he had to be a Democrat, because the narrative today is that Republicans are evil. They're haters and xenophobes. Lincoln couldn't have possibly freed any slaves because Republicans would not do that. So we are able now, in the midst of all of this lunacy that's going on with Jesse Smollett and, and uh, others, uh, to tell our story. And I certainly hope that we follow the president's lead and start telling the truth about who we are as a nation, who we are as a party, and who we are as the American people. It's only right that we tell our story. I know all I want in America, what I loved about how the 2016 election got defined, and even at times Trump would say, what do you got to lose? And it was, you know, it's it's simple, but it's kind of profound because... You know, Obama added 13 million Americans to food stamps and 8 million more in poverty. And if you break it down demographically, the people that were most negatively impacted were minority communities, African-Americans, Hispanic-Americans. And now that you look at, okay, the largest tax cut in history, the most deregulation we've ever had, we're now finally energy independent and the world's biggest producer of oil and natural gas with two pipelines yet to be built they're being built now and anwar being opened and drilling will start there that's you know we're talking about hundreds of thousands of high paying career jobs for people and you know then you look at record low unemployment for african americans hispanic americans asian americans uh women in the workforce youth unemployment i'm like okay um maybe you don't like his style or something but do you like He's fighting to make the country successful again, and he's succeeding. 5.3 million new jobs, 600,000 in manufacturing alone. That's amazing to me because conservatism works, Reverend. That's it. I like conservatism because it works for the people. I was the people. I was the dishwasher. I was the contractor. That's me. Yeah, Sean, you and I both worked our way up out of the dregs and uh, have been cut, become successful in the greatest country uh, that the world has ever known, the greatest success story that uh, on the planet. That's America. And instead of the idea of being victims in this country, we should examine just how victorious all of us together have been because of the free market system and because of the great endowment that was put into our founding documents by, yes, those old white men, who, even though I don't know if Thomas Jefferson had me in mind when, in fact, he wrote the Declaration of Independence. But, Sean, I promise you that the day that he penned the words that we have an endowment given to us by our Creator, uh, which includes our life, liberty, and pursuit of happiness, that old white man guaranteed that the day would come that I, 
the former great-grandson of former slaves, would be speaking to you, the son of Irish immigrants, in a free America enjoying the same fruits of uh, uh, America that anyone else can enjoy if they do it legally and if they do it honestly. You know, it's so funny. Think of how united the country could be if you because there is residual racism and bigotry. And, you know, you see you see it on one side with these uh, insane, you know, racist clan sympathizing lunatics that have nothing but hate and evil in their hearts. You know, Louis Farrakhan on the other extreme of that. But if every American has a shot, like, like for example, there was a, a story I read earlier in the program, Reverend. And it's U.S. Energy, Daily Caller, production, is breaking every record in the book. And I'll give you a few numbers that, you know, according to the Energy Information Administration report, week ending February 15th, crude oil output jumped more than 1.7 million barrels a day compared to 2018. I know the, the left wants the new Green Deal, which would destroy all prosperity. That means if every single person in this country gets the job they want, the house they they would like, the car that they want, the vacations they deserve, um, don't you think we're all going to get along better? I think so. Oh, absolutely, Sean. And let me tell you, I certainly hope, it may sound strange for me to say this, I hope they keep Ocasio-Cortez right out front where she can be seen and exposed for who and what she is. I hope Cory Booker, Kamala Harris, Bernie Sanders, keep them out front so that they can be exposed for exactly who they are and that they are dream killers. That's who they are. They are there to kill, to stifle, and to take away from those people you have just described the ability to capture the American dream. And what is that? The American dream is to, the ability to keep your family safe, to keep your family fed, warm and dry. You are responsible for that uh, if you're a man or, or a single parent, whoever you are. That's the American dream that's available to you in this country. It's one that has been fought for over the centuries for uh, by our ancestors. Even if you were a runaway slave, you were wanting the ability for yourself to make your By the way, you made that movie, which is what you're referring to, that people don't know about, uh, Runaway Slave. Uh, all right, C.L. Bryant, stay right there. 800-941-SEAN, toll-free telephone number. Uh, is there a threat Republicans are not going to go along with the president's national emergency and try and stop it in the Senate? Uh, we'll t check in with Senator Rick Scott, and uh, we'll talk to him about the other issues in Washington as we continue, another big breaking news day will be in Vietnam as of Monday, following the big summit. We'll be covering every issue back here, too. Radio 3 a.m. for me. TV, well, uh, that would be at uh, 9 a.m. Pretty amazing. All right, as we continue, Reverend C. O'Brien is with us, author of The Race for Freedom, senior fellow at FreedomWorks. Um, all right, look, so... The bottom line is, if we believe the same things. We know the, the path to prosperity is limited government, less burdensome regulation, low taxes. You know, you see this mass exodus, exodus from these states that 
tax and regulate like New York, New Jersey, California, Illinois, etc. Um, and I'm thinking that's a preview of coming attractions. If the Democrats and their wealth tax and their 70 percent tax and their guarantee health care and housing and college and retirement and and healthy food, they get their way. It's over. Because they will they nationalize every industry, the healthcare industry. You can't have, according to Kamala Harris, any private healthcare. They, you you cannot. They'll they'll nationalize the, and shut down the energy industry, which will impact millions and millions of American jobs. Sean, in our DNA as Americans, regardless of whatever your ethnicity, wherever you may have come to this country from, is a thirst to be free, a liberty and freedom. Kamala Harris and uh, Spartacus, along with Ocasio-Cortez, again, as I said earlier, would like to take that away. And Americans are tired of being told how much money we should make, how little money we should make, if, in fact, uh, the government will get between us and our doctors, if we're going to be fed by the government, and how much that's going to cost. And I tell you something else, Sean. Americans are tired of government and politicians hammering on the commander-in-chief of this nation. This president has shown himself to love the security and safety that America has provided as the greatest nation on the face of the planet. How can we possibly listen to anyone who would want us to be codependent on big government while taking away the same, at the same time the very assets that have made us a people that are exceptional among all the other peoples on the face of the earth. Would we call that arrogant? No, we call that American, and I'm very proud to say that. You're a great American, Reverend. God bless you. You are a a shining light for the cause of liberty and freedom. I admire you so much. Thank you so much for being with us, and uh, we appreciate you taking time always. Thank you. God bless you, Sean. Bye now. You too, my friend. 800-941-SEAN, toll-free telephone number if you want to be a part of the program. Uh, When we come back, Governor Rick Scott, uh, Lindsey Graham is now saying something that ought to terrify everybody, that the Republican-controlled Senate may pass a resolution against Trump's border wall declaration. Uh, We got to deal with this, and you may want to start calling your senators now. All right, 25 now till the top of the hour. Hannity Watch on the borders and all things Washington. Um, I'm really upset about what I read in The Hill today. Senator Lindsey Graham, frequent guest on this program, indicated earlier today that there are enough potential defectors in the GOP-controlled Senate. I mentioned earlier, Nancy Pelosi wants a vote. They want to try and stop the and take away the president's authority as it is, by the way, currently the law and also backed up by the, his constitutional authority to keep the country safe anyway and pass a resolution against the president's border wall emergency declaration. Anyway, so asked how many Republicans would vote with the Democrats in the Senate. Graham said a handful, but there'll be enough left to sustain a veto. He said he personally would absolutely not vote for the Democratic-led resolution that he says is 100% with the president, but Graham didn't offer a specific number of how many Republican colleagues he thinks will vote against the president. I hope Republicans will not reward this, uh, quite frankly. Well, he's hoping, but he's not promising. Now, that is just, to me, outrageous. 
Anyway, uh, newly elected senator, former governor of the great state of Florida, Rick Scott, is with us. Um, so how do you like, first of all, can you win with a little bit more margin next time? Every single time you run, you know, you, you know, I'm sitting there sweating, watching the results come in from West Palm Beach and Broward County. Well, they, 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 it looks like they found some, uh, well, they found 95, what, 95,000 votes after election day. So that's Unbelievable. a lot closer, but well, I hope Lindsey Graham is wrong. Um, this was not the president's first choice. He didn't want to use his executive power. He's done everything he could to work through Congress to get the money. Um, but he, unfortunately, he has a job to do, secure our borders. And when Congress won't give him the funds, he has, to, he has to use the executive power to keep us safe. And so I'm hoping Republicans you know, support the president on this. Um, I'm sure for some people it might be a tough vote. Um, but, you know, the Democrats are sitting here. They, they won't give the money. I've gone to the border. I've talked to border security. You know, here's what they say they need. They need more people. They need newer technology. Their, their cameras are decades old. They also need barriers. They need to be able to have operational control where people are coming. When I was down there, they explained to me, well, this is where the cartel allows the drugs to come across. This is where the cartel has people come across. So we know exactly where we need to do our barriers. And so these Democrats ought to go down the border and tell border security they don't care about the border security's safety. And they ought to go to American people and say, you know what, we'll talk about uh, we'll talk a big game about border security. But we actually we Democrats, we don't care about your your security. That's exactly what they're saying. You know, the thing is, is the numbers are in and, you know. This is basic, simple common sense to me. Even the Democrats, they sounded like Donald Trump during Obama's second term when he sounded like Donald Trump. So I'm watching this, you know, be a a political power play by everybody Um, from what you're gleaning from the halls of Congress. I mean, do you get a feel for how many people might not support the presidents in your par- the president in your party because that really pisses me off to be honest. Yeah, I, Sean, I don't, I don't have a feel. I know. No, I mean, look, President Trump didn't want to use executive power. Um, that's not the way we should be running our country. But these Democrats have said we. This is just hatred, hatred, hatred for Donald Trump. It's not. How do I love Americans? It's if Democrats are sitting there, they're they're hating on Donald Trump. That's that's what's going on in Washington right now. So. Why don't they do what they say they care about? Why don't they say, you know, why don't they say we care about border security? Then do it. Fund it. And if they say, you know, if they say, you know, we ought to make sure we take care of the dreamers. OK, let's do it. Right. Mm-hmm. Let's fix. Let's fix temporary. You see, but you're, you know, I want to remind people how I really got to know you and like you so much, because there were three people that were always in New York. You and Bobby Jindal and Rick Perry. And every time That's you right. guys would come to New York and all of you were competing to bring business back to your home states because of the far better tax situation, which is a zero income tax state. Uh, I want you to listen to what Cuomo said. Listen to this. We have one of the most progressive tax codes in the United States. One percent of the taxpayers pay nearly half of all the taxes. One percent pay nearly half of all those taxes. Those one percent are the richest people in the state. They're the richest people in the country, and they are the most mobile people in the country. And you see the chart on the bottom. Top one percent, about 46 percent. Top five percent, 63 percent of all the revenue. 
Top 10%, 74% of all the revenue. Tax the rich, tax the rich, tax the rich. We did. Now, God forbid the rich leave. Uh, I, I, Governor, guess what? They, were, they have... <laughs> they have a $2.3 billion short, shortfall. Well, if you were governor in Florida and so many tens and tens of thousands of the one, two, three, four, five percent that are getting taxed to death um, leave and go to Florida, Texas, the Carolinas, what would happen if it was happening in your state when you were governor? I'd probably make a few changes. <laughs> I mean, the guy's been <laughs> yeah, you think? For eight or nine years, and he's just figured out that when you tax people too much, they leave. I mean, give me a break. What was the budget in your state of Florida when you were governor? When, when, um, I, well, let me give you the numbers. I cut taxes almost a hundred times, over ten Amazing. billion dollars. Right? We added well, one point seven million jobs, and guess what, Sean? We paid off a third of the state debt. And and more revenue came in is, when you cut the taxes, correct? My my revenues are up by like thirty some percent. How much was the my yearly GDP budget in Florida? What was your annual budget? The, the budget in Florida when I left was about eighty five billion dollars. New York has mm-hmm. fewer people, and their budget is almost double ours. And the infrastructure is a thousand times worse. Oh, we're it's one horrible. Of the top two states for infrastructure. We have record funding for the environment, increased funding for K-12 education, $4.5 billion. We're in the top five for K-12 and number one in higher education. I mean, so what New York is doing is unbelievable for Florida. So, it, it, so what and he won't – fr- you know, we have more natural gas in upstate New York than you can shake a stick at. We, we could create literally billions of dollars in revenue, and Cuomo won't let it because he's so beholden to the uh, – environmental extremists by the way i don't know if you noticed it was actually snowing in california and vegas the other day oh yeah i saw i saw this you know, just vegas. a just a quick side note um all right so let me ask you this um we have all of this what do you make of this you know look at covington look at the kids there what do you make of that what do you make of jussie smollett what do you make of a make america great again hat has now become a trigger for people to get loud, angry, and even violent. What do you make of that? Well, you know, it's it, first off, it's disgusting. I mean, not I don't know anybody that condones violence, racism, or discrimination. I clearly don't. Nobody. But yeah. how would why would somebody make this stuff up? Right? Why, why would you make it up? And then what? Where are these reporters that went out and immediately started attacking Trump? And his supporters. And why, where are they now? They should be on air. And they said, look, you know, we apologize. We are wrong. We demonized uh, conservatives. We were wrong. Where are they now? They're sitting on the sideline. They won't say a word. I mean, they've just gone so off the, off the deep end. I mean, what, what, is, what does Trump believe in? He believes in each of our families having a chance to live the dream. I lived in public housing growing up. I focused on job creation, and guess what? We got it. We had 1.7 million. I never jobs. knew that about you. Yeah, lived in public housing growing up. Yeah, I didn't. I didn't, never knew. I never met my dad. I, I had a single mom. We lived in public housing. Eventually, I had an adopted father. But they, my parents never had any money, and so I knew it's a job. You want to work. My parents wanted me to to have a chance, and so they said, "You got to get a job. You got to work." So I've worked all my life, and that's what we want. But look at what Cuomo's done up there. He's killed the job market, and who's it help? It doesn't help anybody. But who's it hurt? The poorest families get hurt the most. When there's not a job, that's who gets hurt the, hurt, hurt the most. People without as much education, they lose their jobs. 
That's what that's what Cuomo's been doing. And so Cuomo, Malloy in Connecticut, you know, you look at these states and what they're doing, they're just sending everybody to Florida or Texas. Yeah. Um I, I, you know, it's so amazing. You created 1.7 million new jobs. You increased, you cut taxes over 100 times. Um, and how many new people moved to Florida during your time as governor? When, Sean, when I got started, I, I got elected in 2010, we were losing people. In the last few years, we're adding over 400,000 people a year. We're, we're competing with Texas for the number of people that came there. Uh, our job growth rate was generally way higher. It's generally almost 50% higher than the rest of the country, right? Our, we had wage growth. We had uh, – our job growth rate was faster. We paid off debt. We cut taxes. Shocking. This is what works. I and believe this. I, I, You know, people say, well, Hannity – Hannity tells Trump what to do. By the way, it's, it's if he'd listened to me, uh, let me tell you, Good Governor, luck. he would have stopped tweeting <laughs> in the campaign back in 2015. Uh, no. um, he's his own man, but he, yeah. I, I told everybody, because I've known him for more than a couple of decades, I said he's going to govern conservatively. I know him. I also know that he will be unrelenting and tenacious, and what he, he's going to fight to get this done. Well, 5.3 million new jobs later. What's that? Sean. I just talked to him an hour ago. You know what he's talking about? What? Saving money. Yeah. <laughs> That's what he's talking about. He says, he says, I want to figure out how we can save more money. That's what yeah. he's talking about. Listen, uh, the penny plan, I'm, I'm, he's so funny because I would ask him about the penny plan during the uh, campaign. And not long ago, like a couple of weeks ago, was, what do you think of the nickel plan? In other words, if you cut <laughs> one penny out of every dollar, you end baseline budgeting every year for six years, you get to a balanced budget. The nickel plan will do it, you know, twice, five times faster. But, you know, government and, and, you know, is, Sean, it's I, against them to cut anything. Save money. I'm a business guy. You always had to figure out how to do it less expensively. But you know what? Why don't we give the president a line on a veto? If we gave, if we gave President Trump a line on a veto and the, the next Democrat president, they can have a line on a veto, too. Look at how yeah. much money that he, they can, he can say, this is how much money I saved. And, and then we hold them accountable. You know, I never knew your story before. And I'm extraordinarily impressed. Um, I, you know, I will say this. You're the guy that I like in politics that, with, with all due respect, you're, you're kind of more quiet than the average politician. You don't go bragging about what you're doing every day. But you just, you know, a hurricane hits Florida, all hands on deck, every preparation has been put in place, and you're ready to go. And that's how, it seems how you roll, and that's why you've been so successful and I know people in this day and age would want the flash, but I'll take the success. Maybe people don't like some aspects of the president's fighting personality, but, well, when he's fighting for a better trade deal that helps American workers, I like the fight. When he's fighting Little Rocket Man and winning, I like the fight. Uh, when he's fighting to make NATO pay their fair share instead of us sucking it up all the time, I like the fight. When he's fighting for energy independence, tax cuts, and and ending the bureaucracy in a border wall, I want the fight. Or Supreme Court justices, you know? Um, I don't want... all good for years of my family. You know, think about it, Sean. Everything you just talked about, every family is better off because of that. Every family in this country is better off because of those things. Right? Border security, Nate, having a strong NATO alliance where they pay their fair share, making, making sure that, that North Korea doesn't, you know, doesn't continue to develop nuclear weapons. You know, public... I mean, all this stuff is so basic. But, you know, these Democrats, they just hate... 
They just hate Donald Trump. And so they're going to do everything they can to stop him from accomplishing How, anything. You don't That's think wrong. they'll they'll be able to override a presidential veto, do you? You don't think that we have that many pathetically weak and spineless Senate Republicans, do you? I, you know, you know, Sean, I hope not. I mean, look at this. Here's what I mean, look, let's all remember President Trump didn't wake up and say, I want to use my executive power. No, he said he worked through Congress. He made, he made proposals. He, you know, he sat down with people. He was very open to trying to make, you know, he said, we can take care of the DACA kids. We can do a lot of different things. And so, but what did the Democrats see? No, 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 no money. Right. And then what they gave him was a very little money. And so he has no choice. Let me ask we you this last question. What's the biggest difference as governor? It's got to be much easier than being a senator. Well, the, the, the different. I mean, if I had to deal with some of those idiots that you work with, I can say you can't. I want to. I want to pull my hair out. I want to just, you know, forget it. Who? It, you know what I'm saying? There's so. I mean, you know, D.C. is so fascinating. There's just there's so much hatred, uh, and there's and people are just actors. You go up there and you see all these people that say something, but if you look at their actions, they do just the opposite. And so, amazing, isn't it? You know, look, as governor, you still have to work with your legislature. But, but you know, look, I'm optimistic. I'm, you know, I worked my tail off to get this job. I got a lot of support in my state. I'm going to do everything I can to make sure this is the best country to live in. I want it for your family and for my family, every family out there. All right, uh, Senator Rick Scott, uh, thank God you made it there. You know, please make it a little easier next time. You've done a wonderful <laughs> job for the people of Florida. Uh, 800-941-SHAWN, toll-free telephone number, news roundup, information overload at the top of the hour. We have an amazing Hannity tonight, and immediately after that, I'm boarding a plane, a red-eye, and out we go, and 25, 25 hours later. Coming up next, our final news roundup and information overload hour. All right, news roundup, information overload hour, Sean Hannity Show. All right, in a few minutes, we're going to get to our friend Jeffrey Lord and David Schoen. Uh, but first, what have I been pointing out? You know, th- this 2020 Hannity Watch 2020 Democratic primary is going to be one of the most entertaining, on the one hand, things you'll ever see in politics. I mean, there's no limit to how low they are not willing to go, how left, hard, left, radical extremist they won't go. Now, the Green New Deal, of course, we're going to retrofit, rebuild every house, uh, eliminate cows uh, because of flatulence. Wait till you hear Ocasio-Cortez's comments. Uh, we're going to, uh, so meters out as well. Airplanes are gone. Maybe not in 10 years, but we're going to do it as quick as we can. Get ready to take a sailboat over to Europe and that high-speed train will get you right to Asia and right to uh, Australia in, in seconds. No worries about any of that. Don't worry about the costs. You're going to get free retirement, a a job, all the benefits you can imagine, including family leave, medical leave, uh, vacations, full retirement, uh, guaranteed housing, guaranteed college, guaranteed health care. But you can't get your own health care insurance, as uh, a number of candidates like Kamala Harris has suggested. No more private insurance. You're going to be on the government plan. They did so well the last time with Obamacare. Everything is going to be free, 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 free. A socialist utopia, grandiose plans, incredible, grandiose promises, bumper stickers, platitudes. All your fears are gone with one big caveat. It doesn't work. You know, listen to Bernie Sanders saying, and this is very revealing, that my far left agenda has entered the political mainstream. He's telling the truth. He may be 
too conservative as a socialist for this new radical extreme Democratic Socialist Party. Listen. What I am very proud of, and in, in a sense, this campaign, John, is a continuation of what we did in 2016. All of those ideas, people say, oh, Bernie, they're so radical. They are extremely American people just won't accept those ideas. Well, you know what's happened in over three years? All of those ideas and many more are now part of the political mainstream. Is that your argument then against your competitors, which is I was Medicare for all before Medicare for all was cool? <laughs> I guess that's one way of looking at it. Oh, OK. They're Medicare for all. Well, that's going to cost in 10 years $33 trillion. That's almost <laughs> the entire budget. Um, and we know how keep your doctor, your plan and save money worked. Uh, now, oh, in the last few days, the latest thing is uh, Kamala and Elizabeth Warren, I think one other candidate uh, supporting reparations for uh, African-Americans. Uh, then uh, it goes on. Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez, the new leader of this Democratic extremist party, explaining that the flatulence in cows uh, issue in the Green New Deal. Listen to what she says. So my Twitter mentions, I'm getting a lot of references about cow farts. Mm. Yeah. And I think that's a reference to your Green New Deal. Yes. Can you explain that for us? Yes. In the deal, what we talk about is, I mean, and it's it's true, is that we need to take a look at factory farming. Mm -hmm. You know, period. It's wild. Yeah. And so it's not to say you get rid of agriculture. It's not to say we're going to force everybody to go vegan or anything crazy like that. But it's to say, listen, we got to address factory farming maybe we shouldn't be eating a hamburger for breakfast lunch and dinner like let's keep okay, it real slow down. yeah i mean hey but um but we have to take a look at everything and what we need to realize is that climate change is about every choice that we make in our lives you know okay and airplanes are gone and we're gonna rebuild every house in 10 years and then she talks about, now remember, the wealth tax of Elizabeth Warren, I'll get to in a second, but remember, Ocasio-Cortez wants a 70% marginal tax rate. Now, why are people leaving New York, California, New Jersey, and Illinois? Oh, high taxes and burdensome regulation. And they go in a low tax, uh, limited government interference states like Texas and Florida, the Carolinas, etc. Listen to this. So... A marginal tax rate is saying if you make more than 10 million in one year, mm -hmm. which is a pretty good year. That's a, that's a damn good if year. You make <laughs> that's some more than 10 million. Yes, seriously. If you make more than 10 million in one year, your 10 millionth and $1 gets taxed at 70%, which, by the way, we used to have marginal tax rates mm -hmm. under Republican presidents of 90%. And it was when we experienced some of the largest rates of economic Bow! Bow! Stupid, hold that. So. You know what's crazy? Like, she totally explained it, and I don't have $10 million, but even though I'm just like, nah. And, and it really comes down to the question of, isn't $10 million enough? Like, when does it stop? Yeah, when it's too much Right? Too much. Like, when, like, at right? what point is it Total. a moral that we're building Jeff Bezos a helipad when we have the most most amount of homeless people in New York City. Now, they're all trying to up the ante. As I mentioned just the last couple of days, the issue of reparations has come up with these candidates. Now it's Elizabeth Warren wanting a wealth tax, meaning you've already paid your taxes 
And then, wait a minute, if you save too much, he's going to come in and take a huge, big bite of the apple to the tune of some $70 billion or more. Why? Because she's offering another entitlement. That would be free government uh, daycare. Listen to this. Progressive taxation. I put a, a, a an ultra-millionaire's tax uh, out, a proposal on this. Think about this. If we taxed a state, uh, uh, people, families mm-hmm. that have more than fifty million dollars in assets, if we if we charged them two percent a year, and they put that back in the kitty to help build opportunity for everybody else, we could pay for universal child care. Mm-hmm. We could bring down student loan debt. We could make a big down payment on a green new deal wow we could make the investments that sure. make this country work let's legalize stealing because that's what they're talking about jeff lord author of the upcoming book swamp wars donald trump and the new american populism versus the old order uh by the way a survivor of cnn fake news david Schoen criminal and civil liberties uh, attorney, criminal defense attorney. Welcome both of you. Uh, Jeff, congrats. When's the book coming out? Congrats. And what do you think of all this? Thank you. May 28th. And I'll be addressing some of this here. But, you know, so let's just stop with uh, one of the basics. As you well know, aside from the fact that I think politically speaking, I wonder sometimes that these people are not all secretly on Donald Trump's payroll. Uh, I just cannot wait for next year. Uh, You are going to have a feast of shows. with these people. But one of the first things I'd ask them is if you want to raise taxes, why don't you start, as you're perfectly free to do, by raising your own right now? We're coming up to tax season. You don't have to wait. Or well, wait a minute. Well, Bernie Sanders has three mansions. Well, it's, Millions of dollars exactly he's right. making. And has the, why doesn't he give his homes, up. open it up to the homeless and, and offer food, spend that money on food? What's stopping him? That's right. And I, and I wonder how many uh, people, Alexandria uh, Ocasio-Cortez, is going to move into the Washington Navy Yard luxury apartments with her. Um, she now making, uh, what is it, a congressional salary, $174,000 a year? Um, isn't 100000 enough? I, I, don't, I don't understand her reluctance to sacrifice here. The point is these people are, as Sean, as you have predicted exactly, are going to so overplay their hand. I, I can't wait until we find a situation where it's Elizabeth, for the sake of the argument, it's Elizabeth Warren or Bernie Sanders against Kamala Harris. And then we're going to have all the people who believe race and color is all going out there saying all sorts of outrageous things about uh, Elizabeth Warren because she's really white or Bernie Sanders is an old white man. I mean, they're going to devour themselves with this identity politics stuff, not to mention their financial programs. Now, what is your take, David, as you listen to all this? And by the way, you and I were talking privately the other day about this, you know, rising anti-Semitism in the Democratic ranks uh, among a couple of the congresswomen that we've talked about, Omar and others. And uh, it's frightening that they're not getting the rebuke and and losing committee assignments uh, for things they've said and tweeted in associations like with Louis Farrakhan. I mean, that's the first comment I'd like to make. Before we even dignify any so-called economic plan by complete amateurs, I think we have to call them out every occasion which their name uh, appears. These three are the three most bigoted, anti-Semitic, and bigoted Congress uh, members of Congress that I've seen in a long time. And by the three, I mean Ocasio-Cortez, who's 
uh, supporters rallied to annihilate Israel. She doesn't disclaim it all. Um, Omar, who's made comment after comment after comment of bigotry, who's been supported now openly by David Duke and Louis Farrakhan. So you have both bookends there. Um, this nonsense of apologizing afterwards. She was confronted by leaders of the Jewish community in her district years ago, and they were troubled by her response. So this nonsense about she doesn't know she's offending people is ridiculous. And then Rashida Tlaib is one of the worst of all um, from Dearborn. Uh, she has uh, now making excuses while she's not responsible for her followers. She posed in pictures for supporters of Hamas and uh, Hezbollah, known terrorists. Omar is now about to um, address a conference uh, of supporters of terrorism. It's outrageous. So we shouldn't be dignifying the programs in the first place. Now, the programs are on the table. Um, complete nonsense, of course. And listen, if you're, you know, if you're a salesperson, you want to give everybody everything, well, that's great. Who wouldn't be for that? The problem is you have to be able to pay for it. You have to have a foot in realism. This is just amateur hour. It's horrible. Well, I also think if we're going to look at this from the perspective of 2020 and bookmakers in, in London and in Vegas and all around the world are like saying, yeah, this is great for Trump. Uh, he's likely, likely going to win. Although, Jeff, look, it's always hard for a Republican presidential candidate because, frankly, uh, the map is just better for the Democrats. Uh, you know, when you get 55 electoral votes out of California and you get New York and uh, Illinois and, and usually New Jersey without a fight, it's hard. Yeah, it is. Although, Sean, I'll tell you, I mean, I, I was one of the few people that said that he could carry Pennsylvania, just like Ronald Reagan did. And it turned out to be right. Let me give you one quick anecdote. I gave a talk last night to, admittedly, a group of Republicans in neighboring York County. But the interesting thing I found is that when I mentioned Nick Sandman's and uh, Linwood's suit against the Washington Post for $250 million, yeah. that got a thunderous, spontaneous applause, which says to me that the issue of the American media out there, which Donald Trump has brought to the fore, is really underlying a lot of this stuff. And that can, in fact, help energize the base in places like I was last night and really get people to turn out. They are really upset about this kind of thing. Yeah, well, I will tell you, these media outlets are going to pay. Now, they've been wrong so often, and they've paid in the past. They paid Richard Jewell. They paid the Duke lacrosse kids. Nobody knows because settlements like that are usually uh, uh, under the umbrella of a non-disclosure agreement of some kind, although more and more they seem to leak out. But I will guarantee you, because I know Lynn Wood, and I know you, David, you're the same way, unrelenting and tenacious. You win because you put your heart and soul into it. He's got two and a half years because of Nicholas Sandman's age to identify all these people that maliciously maligned him, libeled him, used character assassination, uh, threatened physical violence against him. They're all going to get sued. I know Lynn. Lynn just starts with one and he goes down the list. Yep. And I believe equally as important as whatever they recover in the case is the fact that it was brought and that it's going to bring the truth to light. People need to hesitate before they rush to these false accusations. You know, you've reported steadily now about this uh, most recent case. Everyone wanted to jump on the bandwagon and lay blame for this assault, so-called assault on uh, the fellow you've been reporting about. And uh, look, if they don't have to pay in damages, they're going to have to pay in reputation because they're ruining lives. Uh, with these kinds of spurious allegations. All right, quick break. More with Jeff Lord, David Schoen on the other side. Then your calls at the bottom of the half hour. Glad you're with us. 
The Democratic Party then now makes the solid move to the left. What are the ramifications of this? You see, look, when 100 politicians in Washington support the new Green Deal, uh, Jeffrey, that scares me. And I think yeah, and it should. Is, it should. Well, I mean, what, what's going on here uh, is the mainstreaming of far left radicalism. And, you know, when you're dealing with people like Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez, who are young, who are millennials, who, who are clueless about the history of the world or American history, etc., uh, they can buy into this. And we wind up, instead of moving ahead towards a 21st century-style future of freedom, uh, going backwards and having to fight some of these battles all over again, that Ronald Reagan thought that, you know, he'd made a significant impact fighting and winning. And uh, you've talked to President Trump, and I've talked to him uh, about socialism. I mean, he is now out there campaigning against us. But this is a fight, to be sure. But, you know, a lot of our conservative brethren, you know, I, I look, I put my neck on the line a lot on this show. All right. Thank you both. Uh, Jeff Floyd and David Schoen, appreciate you being with us. 800-941-SEAN, toll-free telephone number. Your phones are next as we continue on this busy Friday. Hannity tonight at 9, then it's off to Vietnam where we will be interviewing the president and have full coverage of the summit with Kim Jong-un and much more straight ahead. This is great stuff. We've got Bernie Sanders defending breadlines in this. What he, I mean, it's the craziest stuff ever. 1985 praising communist Castro, the regime of in Cuba, by the way, he murdered his way and stole everybody's property. He was a murderer, a dictator thug, admitting that he traveled to Nicaragua to advise the head of the Sandinistas, the Ortega regime, how to successfully fight the U.S. Wow, that's pretty sick stuff. Anyway, let's start with Bernie defending breadlines. This is priceless. You know, it's funny. Sometimes American journalists talk about how bad a country is because people are lining up for food. That's a good thing. In other countries, people don't line up for food. The rich get the food and the poor starve to death. Then he then he actually praises Fidel Castro and criticizes pres, the President Reagan at the time. This is socialist Bernie, who might be a moderate now based on new standards of the extreme radical Democratic Socialist Party. Listen to this. So you think that the notion of a civil war running rife in that country is a misconception? Oh, God. It absolutely It's the same thing, you know, they never learned. You may recall way back in, what was it, 1961, they invaded Cuba. And everybody was totally convinced that Castro was the worst guy in the world. All the Cuban people were going to rise up in rebellion against Fidel Castro. They forgot that he educated their kids, gave them health care, totally transformed the society. You know, not to say that uh, Fidel Castro or Cuba are perfect. They are certainly not. But just because Ronald Reagan dislikes these people does not mean to say that the people in their own nations feel the same way. So they expected a tremendous uprising in Cuba. It never came. And if they are expecting a tremendous uprising in Nicaragua, they are very, very, very mistaken. Now, my favorite happens to be from 1987. Mr. Medicare for All uh, is now saying, oh, Medicaid for All would bankrupt the country. He's actually right then. Listen. Number one, you want to guarantee that all people have access to health care as you do in Canada. But I think what we understand is that unless we change the funding system and the control mechanisms in this country to do that, for example, if we expanded Medicaid to everybody, right, give everybody a Medicaid card, we would be spending such an astronomical sum of money 
that, you know, we would bankrupt the nation. Yeah, we'd bankrupt the nation. Just like Andrew Cuomo admitting taxing the rich. Listen to him. We tax the rich. We tax the rich. We tax. Now, you know, God forbid the rich move. Listen to this. We have one of the most progressive tax codes in the United States, which is a good thing, which means the richer you are, the more you pay. However, that presents a very fragile economy because then you are relying on a very small number of people for the vast amount of your tax dollars. One percent of the taxpayers pay nearly half of all the taxes. One percent pay nearly half of all those taxes. Those one percent are the richest people in the state, they're the richest people in the country, and they are the most mobile people. Mobile, bye-bye. And you see the chart on the bottom. Top 1%, about 46%. Top 5%, 63% of all 5% the revenue. 5% of the people. Top 63. 10%, 74%, 10, 74% of all the revenue. Tax the rich, tax the rich, That's tax the rich. the rich. We did. Now, God forbid the rich leave. Well, they're leaving. $2.3 billion shortfall. Whoopsie-daisy. You know, how did states like Florida, Texas, Louisiana under Governor Jindal, you know, how do they keep attracting hundreds of thousands of people from other states every year? Oh, they don't tax the rich, tax the rich, tax the rich. They actually don't have a state income tax in a lot of these states or the state of Tennessee or the Carolinas. And so the rich are leaving these high taxed and the bureaucratic nightmare states like California, New York, et cetera. And they're going little microcosm. It is a it is a preview of coming attractions. If this left wing band of socialists, radical extremists, 70 percent tax rate, everything's free redistribution, free, you know, rebuild your home, no airplanes, no cows. Um, you're going to get free retirement, guaranteed w- job at a sustaining wage, medical leave, family leave, vacations, guaranteed health care free. But you can't have your own private health care. Uh, you're going to have free guaranteed retirement. And Elizabeth Warren now wants to tax the a wealth tax that gives another bite at the apple after you paid your taxes. They'll use that for child care. We'll include that cradle to grave, womb to the tomb failure, a disaster. All right, let's get to our busy phone. Scott in Greensboro. Scott, happy Friday. Glad you called, sir. Happy Friday to you, sir, as well. I'm a proud Army dad. Hey, I got a question. You should be proud. God bless your son. How come there's been no federal charges brought against our buddy in Chicago? Because he also was caught mailing an envelope with a white powder in it. With I would assume that's going to happen. I mean, I remember well, this we is... Have a, we yeah. haven't heard a peep out of it. Well, again, if you go back to the... This guy, uh, Mr. Johnson, the, the the police superintendent, what he said yesterday. Oh, my gosh. But oh, yeah. They did, he was spot they, on. He was spot on. Yeah, his name is Eddie Johnson. He was so the best news conference I've ever watched. And he called uh, Smollett's alleged public uh, actions a publicity stunt. And, and then he went through how he sent himself the racist, homophobic letter and with the powder in it. Because he was dissatisfied with his seven-figure salary. Oh, my heart's bleeding. 
Oh, yeah. I can't. Well, what would happen if, if you would be a mailroom employee and, and that thing snagged open and that powder is all that's terrorism. That's absolute terrorism. Well, he's doing uh, it to anyway. himself. I don't know if it's an act of terror. You can commit an act of terror against yourself, but it does bring, you know, hating Trump psychosis to a new level when you start scratching your own face and hiring people to beat you up. And if there I mean, was like a mailroom employee of the show that, where he received the letter at. Yeah, I mean, look, it, it, this this is all bad. I mean, you look at the crime rate in in Chicago, and we we can't be, you know, abusing resources like this. There are twenty four guys assigned to this case, and these guys could be on the streets helping keep the people in Chicago that deserve to be protected that haven't been for years in some areas. We need to protect them. This they're fellow human beings. Kids are shot. Moms are shot. You know, it's it's they're not stopping it. And, you know, I did like the superintendent. He acknowledged we got some problems here. Well, let's get them the resources so they can get in the communities that need the most help and save these lives. They're Americans. Save their life. Anyway, good points. Uh, let's go to uh, Doug in California. How are you, Doug? Hi, Sean. Thanks for taking my call. Um, two takes on uh, Alexandria out there, Cortez, um, the most interesting woman in the world. Um, she denies $150,000 jobs to her constituency. She takes away their ability to achieve and better their lives, but yet somehow it's okay for her to achieve uh, and better her life through her congressional salary and new status. Shouldn't she give back her uh, part of her salary to fit in with the norm of her constituency if she's so concerned about that? Well, I was saying that about Bernie Sanders, you know, three mansions that he owns and he apparently makes a million dollars a year. He takes in what's stopping him from opening up his mansions to homeless people. What's yeah, stopping the him? He is rampant. I mean, no, but it, it, it does echo my sentiment, which is these liberal socialists you know, extremist, you know, statist, you know, they are generous, but only with other people's money. They, the other take is uh, on the national defense, uh, we're going to eliminate fossil fuels. Okay, so we're not going to have rocket fuel, jet fuel, diesel fuel for tanks. I don't think anyone's getting impressed with a solar-powered submarine. Um, so how, how? what's your take on America's sovereignty? How are we supposed to keep that? Well, they're just not talking about it now. They're just, but disarming America unilaterally has always been a part of the leftist ideal. You know, they think that America, again, we're pillaging the planet for profit, and we're warmongers when we have literally sacrificed more for the safety, security, liberties, and freedoms of people around the globe and ask nothing in return except occasionally a plot to bury our brave soldiers. It's unbelievable, their mindset. All right, that's going to wrap things up for today. Uh, we have more on the hate crime hoax, as it's called, the Smollett case, Alan Dershowitz, Geraldo Rivera. We're going to go through the insanity that represents the extreme, radical, new democratic socialist hate Trump mob. See you tonight at 9, and we'll have our interview with President Trump next week as well. Have a great weekend, and we'll see you from Hanoi on Monday. We'll see you tonight at 9.
hey, if you want a firearm that is easy to transport, you got to check out the U.S. Survival Rifle from our friends at Henry Repeating Arms. Now, it is a portable rifle that you can put together, take apart in just minutes, and then when you're not using it, you can store the parts in the little case that it comes in. It's so small, you can store it pretty much anywhere, and it's light enough to carry everywhere. Now, it comes in black and two different camo patterns, and you can pick one up for three to 400 bucks, depending on the finish. Check out their videos. Go to their website. It's one word, henryusa.com slash survival. And while you're there, make sure you order their free catalog. Now, Henry makes more than 200 rifles and shotguns and revolvers, all made in America, all backed by a lifetime satisfaction guarantee and the best customer service in the business. Go to their website, henryusa.com. Get their free catalog. They'll send you free decals and a list of dealers where you are. That's henryusa.com. Free catalog decals for the Henry U.S. Survival Rifle. You know, since 9-11, the Tunnel to Towers Foundation, they have been committed to improving the lives of Americans' vets, first responders, and their families. Now, for over 20 years, the foundation has helped America keep its solemn promise to never forget. Now, Tunnel to Towers provides mortgage-free homes to Gold Star families and the families of fallen first responders with young children. They build specially adapted smart homes for catastrophically injured vets and is working to eradicate veteran homelessness. Now, Dave Marshall served in the Army during World War II and fought in the Battle of the Bulge. Now, he has never forgotten the sacrifices of his comrades in arms, nor the efforts of first responders on 9-11 and in the days and months that followed. He is a loyal and proud foundation donor. Tunnel to Towers is committed to supporting our vets, first responders, and their families, and there are so many of them that need our help. Please join the foundation on their mission to do good and never forget. Just commit $11 a month. You can do it by going to their website, the letter T, the number two, the letter T.org. That's the letter T, the number two, the letter T.org. Hey, we're all looking to save, especially on medical bills, but where do you start? Now, unless you're a medical billing expert, finding savings, well, it can seem impossible. HealthLock can help. HealthLock is a healthcare technology company that securely connects with your insurance and they flag errors like overbilling or wrong codes and fraud. And you can even have HealthLock work on your behalf to get money back from select past bills. Now, saving starts with knowing where to look. Go to their website. It's healthlock.com today before you see any other healthcare provider. 